everybody. Welcome back to Popcorn for Dinner. This is Jeff. And Callie. Summer movie month comes to a close with one of my favorite little things that happens when we do this show, <laughs> which is when uh, a while ago we've done a movie and then another month gives us an opportunity to do a sequel. Yes. It's always so much fun. I love when there's, you know, some sort of like franchise mm -hmm. that we follow. Like Halloween month was so much fun. Yeah, it was. That is like a, a very rare treat to be able to do like a ton of them in a row and be like, what the fuck were they thinking? Uh, and it's always fun to have like, there's another thing to compare this to. It's not just this movie there's mm -hmm. like oh and remember with the other thing like there's technically a story yeah that has followed through to this one and this movie brings up questions that you never had <laughs> about the first one uh because of course it's a terrible sequel mm -hmm. that uh does a lot of things badly we'll just uh throw that out there yeah <laughs> right yeah. at the top because mm. i remember when we did the first one we maybe weren't glowing but at least we're like eh. it's fine you're like all right yeah and then you get this yeah. And this is bad. I, yeah. I had seen this movie before a bunch of times. I remembered a lot, a lot about it. There were only a couple of things that I was like, oh, yeah. So I knew how this went. Mm -hmm. And it was somehow even worse <laughs> than I like anticipated. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember it's not that great. But it like the specifics of it are even worse than my brain remembered. <laughs> that, that tracks. Uh, but uh, we may as well just jump into the final movie here of Summer Movie Month, which is the <clears throat> 1998 slasher film, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Still know. Still know. A, a grammatically incorrect title, because it is no longer last summer. Yeah. It is now two summers ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I get it. I get the whole like, well, we're not we're not gonna call it I know what you did last summer too. You know, like that that is a bit of a, a yeah. fucking mouthful. But like you I don't know, maybe you could just shorten it to like I still know. Yeah. You know, and then you get a poster with a hook and Jennifer Love Hewitt on it, and you're like, Oh, I get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need to put the whole fucking title, <laughs> the whole thing again. <laughs> like it really honestly, like the way that they do it on the poster on Wikipedia is so funny because like it, it all you have to add is the little carrot between the i and the no mm -hmm. because it, it's just white letters that says i know what you did last summer and then right above where you would put it if you were a teacher who was like you missed a word you needed to put a word right here written in red is still yeah it just doesn't have the little carrot underneath it like, yeah. <laughs> like it should grammatically it, it should <laughs> it could also grammatically be i still know what you did that summer yeah there's ways to do it that like, isn't as stupid yeah <laughs> which i guess is sort of the theme of the whole movie uh, there's ways to have done this movie even even this story which is mm -hmm. kind of stupid mm -hmm. like there's ways to do it that isn't so fucking dumb like you get to a point where you're like everybody's a fucking moron yeah there is not one likable smart hero <laughs> in this movie maybe save for freddie prince jr yeah and he should be going to prison by the end of the movie he commits so many crimes in order to go and try to save the day felonies felonies full-on felonies yeah plural plural felonies, felonies yes <laughs> uh that like it's not a happy ending for him because yeah. <laughs> because like it, no. 10 minutes later he should be in jail yeah uh but uh on imdb it's this is one of those movies that has like uh 
a stupid cult following. Of course. You know what I mean? <laughs> Where it's like there, there's cult movies that are good movies. Mm -hmm. And then there's like just shitty movies that happen to have a, 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 a decent amount of fans. So they're like, you know, it's not really that bad. You know, like there, there are some movies that are just bad and everybody knows it. Yeah. <laughs> and even the people who like it are like, yeah, no, it's garbage. Yeah. Uh, but then there's ones where it's Twilight. just. Yeah. <laughs> but then there's ones where it's like, this is an uh, objective pile of trash. Mm -hmm. And there's people who are like, um, no, it's actually easily a seven out of 10 great slasher movie. You guys are just way too serious. And like, it's like, you literally don't know movies. Yeah. You just you don't have understand a hard what, on for Mackay Pfeiffer. It, not even like, that. It's, it feels more <laughs> like it's just people who are like, did somebody get slashed? Then I am satisfied. Yeah. You know? And it's like, mm -hmm. guys, it you need more. to have more respect for yourself. <laughs> Like, demand more of your art. <laughs> if this is the best you're... Like, if this gives you a seven, like, fucking Christ, dude. Does anything get below a seven? Yeah. If this gets a seven, like, you are you need to recalibrate uh, your, your rating yeah. system if this gets a fucking seven. Psycho's a two. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> um, but the reason I mention it, though, is just because, like, this feels like a plot written... Like, the, the, the thing on IMDb feels very much like somebody saw what it was originally written as and was like, this needs to get spiced up. Mm. Like this needs to be better because this movie deserves it. But <clears throat> the murderous fisherman with a hook is back to once again stalk the two surviving teens, Julie and Ray, who had left him for dead, as well as cause even more murder and mayhem, this time at a posh island resort. Like, that is too much. That is way too much. <laughs> like, the title of the movie is the synopsis of the movie. Yeah. I still know what you did last summer. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> yeah. You're the guy that knows yeah. what they you, did. You knew before. And yeah. if you still know, then it's you. Yeah. Like, you're, you're still the guy. Yeah. You're still the guy. What's weird to me, I was watching it this time because, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. At the end of this movie, there's a very stupid couple of twists. Mm. You know, there's like a, the pre villain reveal twist that mm -hmm. is like, oh, everyone's dumb. Mm -hmm. And then the actual, like, villain reveal twist, which is like, what? And it complicates everything so much. And it makes, like, everything just so silly and stupid. Mm -hmm. But, like, all of that in mind, I was like, okay, I'm going to try. Like, there's no way to actually just experience it as watching it for the first time. Because, like I said, I had seen this a lot. I knew <laughs> every yeah. little bit and piece. You had never seen no. it, obviously. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I had so, <laughs> right. So, like, it's a little bit of, like, questioning for you. Okay. Even though I know that you're smart enough to know <laughs> that it's that it's the fisherman, that it's the guy from the first movie. Yeah. Because as you go along, it starts to feel like the movie is trying to like red herring a bunch of other people in the movie as the killer. And you're like, but they're not the fishermen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like this, it's not it's not Ghostface. Right. You know what I mean? It's not like someone else has taken up the mantle. It's like, no, it's the fisherman. 
He <laughs> still knows, guys. <laughs> just like hearing him being called the fisherman, like, yep, that makes so much more sense. I In my notes, I couldn't remember his name, so I was just calling him Raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, Raincoat sounds cooler uh, than the fisherman because the fisherman doesn't sound threatening at all yeah you know what i mean um <laughs> i mean not that raincoat is inherently threatening but it's at least like a different name yeah like you know you call someone by what they're wearing i mean i would have gone with slicker but whatever raincoat slicker basically the same thing like it, it, it like the there's things that happen in the movie that are so like wait who is doing this and why like yeah. this specific thing that has occurred because obviously the plot of it is that it's gonna be julie and ray like the exceedingly long synopsis said, mm-hmm. <laughs> who are back and getting terrorized again. Yeah. The way that they plot it out, though, is that they separate Jennifer Love Hewitt and Freddie Prince Jr. for 90% of the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're together in a way at the beginning in the terms of they are in the same physical space and share scenes. Yeah. Uh, and then like 10 minutes in, Julie's on her way to the Bahamas Ray's still in North Carolina. Yeah. And they do not meet up again until there's five minutes left. Yep. It is just constantly cutting back and forth. Like, remember that Ray is there? Let's see what Ray's doing. They don't even talk to each other. Yeah. Well, they, they talk once. At the very she, top. Yeah, when she invites him to the Bahamas. Oh, oh, right, right. On the phone, too. Right. Yeah. I forgot about that part. Uh, and their storyline is absolutely ludicrous. Like, <laughs> like, her being terrified of the fishermen and having nightmares and all that kind of stuff is like, Hey, there's your typical slasher movie sequel character line. Yeah. Of like, you're traumatized by the thing that happened to you, and we'll give the movie a couple of extra scare moments mm-hmm. if we add in like moments where it looks like you're about to be killed. Yeah. But you're clearly not. Because it's just Brandy. <laughs> yeah, because, <laughs> yes. Well, I'm even talking about like the opening of the movie oh. where she goes to the like confessional mm-hmm. and it's like, oh no, the priest <laughs> is the fisherman. <laughs> yeah. My, my first note is li- literally JLH goes to church. <laughs> <laughs> But like that doesn't actually happen. Uh, no, it, it also, also it sort of right, but also sort of calling back to the end of the first movie where she's like in a in a college like locker room or something or mm-hmm. whatever, and then she sees on the on the mirror the fogged up mirror. I still know, and then like somebody bursts through the mirror from behind, and it and it cuts to black, and it's like what the fuck even just happened? And like the opening of this movie basically tells you like uh, assume that was a dream. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> she has these crazy she ass has, dreams now. Yeah, she has tons of terrifying dreams, and they kind of kind of try to play with that a little bit mm-hmm. in the slightest of ways, but then just immediately jettison the whole thing. Yeah. And they're like, all right, never mind. Who gives a shit? Because <laughs> uh, she sees that dreams that when her and fucking uh, Brandy go to the club, uh, mm. she sees the, the fucking fisherman up on the balcony. And that one specifically is, in fact, a hallucination 100% because you can see both of his hands. Because that's a huge thing later in the movie yeah. is that, of course, since the fisherman lost his hand at the end of the first movie, now, instead of holding a hook, his hand is the hook. Right. One of the only kind of really cool things I liked about the movie. I was like, that's dope. Yeah. That's a great idea that the killer has like a specific weapon and then he loses that hand. So he's like, fine, I'll just replace it with the weapon. I'll just, it, we'll cut out the middle man. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never lose this hook. Yeah. I'll, I don't have to hold it anymore. Yeah, it's really. just there. Exactly. Like that's the one little detail about it that I kind of enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, but in that moment, when she sees him up on the balcony, you can see that he has both hands on the fucking railing. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay. So that's not him at all. That's 100% hallucination. Yeah. Or possibly one of the other characters dressed in a slicker to spook her. 
Because I, I guess we'll try to hold the the twist off until mm, later. Not at that point. No, was he was it he was, already somewhere else? Yes, going to get a drink. Well, there you go. Well, <laughs> he literally like left her, and she turned and then around she and up saw. And he was up there. Okay. Yeah. So hallucination <laughs> straight up because yeah. then she thought she saw the shadow behind her also, and then he approaches from in front of her. Okay. All right. Yeah. So she's just crazy. Yes. Um. <laughs> But, like, their relationship of Julie and Ray, you know, like, obviously they were dating in the first movie and then they, like, you know, grew apart in that year after they ran over the guy. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, it's kind of implied, like, oh, maybe they'll be together again. So, like, they're apparently, like, together, but eh? Like, yeah. Like, kind of like, I don't know, really? And, like, okay, I get it as, like, a, a story, you know, like, that it's not just like, oh, and we're really happy. Yeah. And things go terribly. It's like, okay, there's like a little something for their relationship to overcome. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, Ray is a fucking dunce. Yeah. He is the stupidest version of this character. Like the other, even as dopey as he was in that first movie, when he went to fucking talk to Anne Heche and used a fake name Mm. and didn't tell his friends so that it became another mystery they had to solve. And it's like, dude, you dipshit. Yeah. Let them in on this. What is wrong with you, Ray? (laughs) Uh, In this case, he, for some reason, just cannot fathom why Julie doesn't want to come back home to murder town for the 4th of July. Yeah. He comes up to her fucking college and is like, hey, let's go back down to fucking Southport or whatever for the 4th of July. There's the 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 Croker Queen ceremony. You remember where Helen got killed? And then mm. there's, you know, like he's so blind yeah. to like how traumatizing it would be to go back there. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't know about that. Like, and he's like, oh, so I see. It's like, you, you don't clearly don't be with me then. Yeah. Like- that was my note. Literally, oh, it was just oh. like, yeah, I was just like, he just cannot understand the difference between. Not wanting to go back to Murder Town and not wanting to see him. Like, yeah. there's a difference here, and it should be clear because you also survived this. Mm-hmm. It's not like this is a new boyfriend. It's oh, it's it's infuriating. It's so infuriating. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then the like real kickoff of the real plot of the movie, where <laughs> like, okay, I need to know what your thoughts were as this was occurring. Like in the opening bit of the movie, this was there fake. any? This is fake. You were a hundred percent on the like, fake bit. There's no fucking way. Also, I knew that wasn't the capital of Brazil. Okay. Like, okay, that's hysterical. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the capital of Brazil actually is. I know JLH yeah. says it at Est- some point. Estes says it, yeah. Okay, or yeah, or Estes <laughs> says it, but. Uh, I was like, no, I I know for a fact it's not Rio. That's just like that's like Chicago. Yeah, is, you know, is, is in our capital. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Totally, hundred percent. That's yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's wonderful. Obviously, that you see it like in terms of just seeing how movies are. Like, oh yeah, that's an easy call. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the like it's the silliness of the whole ruse that really gets me. That like later on they talk about the history of the place they wind up going to, yeah, and that it like actually holds some significance and whatnot. But it's like how. Did the fisherman and his cohort (laughs) manage, and not even necessarily manage, but like how did they coordinate this whole fucking endeavor? They must be impersonating a real radio station, right? 
They must yeah. be. There's yeah. no way that because there's okay because there's two options. There's either that they're impersonating a real radio station. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, there's three options. One of them is really ridiculous though. <laughs> either they're impersonating a real radio station and just doing like a radio guy voice, so you assume it's the DJ and get tricked into believing that this uh, this contest actually gives them tickets to the Bahamas. Yeah. Or the fishermen and friends just made up a radio station yeah. and hoped that Julie and Carla wouldn't check up on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, like, we're just like, we'll just say a fake one and nobody <laughs> will even know the difference. Or the most ridiculous one, which is that the fisherman and his friends started a radio station <laughs> in order to have it on the air for a whole year so it's totally real, so that yeah. when they call, it totally makes sense. Or, I doubt it's that one. Or they commandeered. <laughs> yeah, or they, yeah, just, just. Uh, uh, oh. Max headroomed the, the radio station. <laughs> exactly. I love using Max headroom as a verb. Um, <clears throat> oh, so few people will get that. <laughs> but yeah, those are the only options about what happened here. All of them stupid. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so. So, so they get this phone call allegedly from a radio host mm-hmm. saying that if they answer this fucking question, what's the capital of Brazil, they're going to get tickets to the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. What is the relation between a question about Brazil and a trip to the Bahamas? Yeah. Why ask a question like what's the capital of Brazil when apparently neither Julie nor Carla are particularly well-known uh, like geographers? That's not what they're studying here at college. They yeah. clearly don't know. Yeah. They don't have any maps to look at. Yeah. Or like a globe. Yeah, like they are not the kind of people that care about that. Yeah, this pre-cell phone. Yeah, so like if you're setting this up and you want them to win, what the fuck are you doing asking this dumbass question? Like yeah. you need to ask something that like they're going to know. Yeah. As much as that might seem like suspicious, like no, they'll just think they're lucky. Yeah. Like they're already lucky enough. I mean, for one, I don't understand uh, the like basic premise of it. Like why did the radio station call them? Like, isn't it normally that you call the place to answer the question and you win a thing? It's not like we've got a whole bunch of random ass phone numbers. We're going to start dialing and the first person to answer. Like, is, does that happen? That is a thing that will happen from time to time. There have been radio stations that either I have listened to in the past or my mom listened to and I was in the car and they uh-huh. did like an hourly thing. Like they was like a week long of every hour between nine and five. They would call someone and if they don't answer the money they would have won rolls over to the next hour sort of thing. Okay, but like, is, and, but, is, is it just random or is it like people who have yeah, you have pledged to, to be a part of this? Yeah, you have to like enter your phone number. Yeah, I figured. That's why this is so absurd in this movie is that yeah. it's just like randomly out of nowhere. And because Julie says that her number is unlisted. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Carla admits to like giving it out to a couple people. Yeah, she's not a very so, good friend. No. Uh. <laughs> Breaking into her house. Seriously, yeah. I was really upset about that whole sequence because it's like, okay, yeah, she had the dream. Yeah, she's not uh, comfortable in life because the fisherman murdered everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, she sits there looking at the picture of Sarah Michelle Geller. I wonder how much money she got to be in that, just that picture in the movie. Yeah. Like, you don't even have to be in this terrible sequel. Yeah, you just, got paid just because of that. But, like, you know, so, like, she is obviously in this, like, vulnerable state, but it's also five minutes into this movie yeah so to have this whole like oh is there somebody in my apartment right now mm-hmm. it's just like oh guys it's a fake out yeah. we know that it's a fake out we don't know in what direction the fake out is going but we know that it's a fake out so can we get through this and it just goes mm-hmm. and goes yeah there's no suspense here you're just like when is she gonna turn the light on and see brandy 
Yeah. Because you know that that's what's going to be happening. <laughs> um, it was so funny, too. I like It's going to be really, really unfair to this movie. But having just watched Scream 2, mm-hmm. for one, so many sort of similarities, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the most the funniest one to me though is just that it's like oh both lead characters wind up with like a sassy black friend who wants to help fix their lives <laughs> after the trauma they went through a year ago i find that very funny that is um that is pretty funny. <laughs> but also like this movie follows the rules of the sequel that randy lays down like to a t it is basically dead on um <clears throat> those rules are well, specifically, like, I, I wrote that one down later once the bodies start dropping, because I was like, that's really what the rules of the sequel are, because Dewey cuts them off. Mm-hmm. So he's like, number one, the body count is always bigger. Yes, definitely in this movie. A lot more people die. Yeah. The death scenes are always much more elaborate, of course. There's, yep. you know, way more actual, like, oh, look at the thing going in the person kind mm-hmm. of stuff in this movie. And drawing it out, you know, the rope around the guy's ankle. Yeah, and- yeah. It's like, absolutely, 100%, this mm-hmm. is running the sequel game. Uh mm-hmm. But, like, it's so much worse. <laughs> it is so much worse. It does everything worse uh-huh. in every possible way. It even has a, like, sort of similar twist to the ending of, like, who the person is, in a way. Yeah. But it's, ooh, boy. Like, I, I think it's possible that we need to just talk about this twist. Because so much of what happens throughout the actual, like, them getting to the island and doing stuff. Yeah is seen very differently through that prism. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I guess before we technically get to it, did you see it coming or or at what point did you see it coming? (laughs) So I had a bad feeling about him from the moment he showed up in the Jeep. Like I was okay. Actually, no. When they got to the dance club, I was a little like, "Mm, mm, why are you so... You're getting a little clingy. Yeah, like why are why are you here when Freddie Prince is in this movie? Yeah, you know, yeah. And even just like thinking like relationship wise with the characters, like if he's close enough of a friend to Julie, he has to know that she's with Ray. Right, right, right. So like you have nefarious intentions. Like I had right. a bad feeling about him from very early on, <laughs> and as the movie got going and like. Little coincidences of like, where were you? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, something, and, 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 something, no pun intended, something fishy's going on. Yeah, there's like, this movie has a lot of terrible excuses for people to leave the scene. Uh huh. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, especially watching a slasher movie, you're mm-hmm. like, this sticks out like a sore fucking thumb. Yeah. That like people are just like, oh, uh, and uh, I'm just gonna. <laughs> it's we, like, wait, we, what wait, the fuck? I, where, where are you going? We weren't Why? done yet. Yeah, like, what's the point of this? <laughs> or the part, I mean, I, at this point, it feels dumb that we're, like, talking around it because, like, who the fuck is even going to listen to this that isn't going to know it? But the character of Will, the, yeah. the like, new Ray, mm-hmm. the, like, Ray is the gross fisherman boy who is mad at Julie now for not wanting to go to Murder Town, so he's going to stay behind yeah. and not go to the fucking Bahamas. So Will is the is the the Derek from Scream 2 the new mm. boyfriend, mm-hmm. the like super clean cut American guy. Gosh, golly, gosh. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's another huge thing about this movie that like suffers in comparison to Scream 2 that came out the year before because these were they were all they were staggered like that. Yeah. It was like Scream came out. Then the next year, Scream 2 and I know what you did last summer. And then the next year, I still know what you did last summer. So like <laughs> we, we already knew how sequels roll. Yeah. And you're still trying to play these tricks movie. 
Why are you playing it this way? They it's really dumb. They didn't know yet. They hadn't seen Scream 2 when they were making <laughs> they this movie. They were like, movie. we've been so busy. Oh, God. I didn't get around to it. I heard it was good, though. We uh, made all the mistakes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the thing about Scream 2 that this most recent rewatch I thought was so brilliant is how it's so clearly setting up Derek, the new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's it's going so hard to be like, this dude's not the killer at all. Yeah. You know, so that right about the time it gets to the end there and and Mickey does that little bit where he's like pretending that they're together, you know, he's like, it's all right, Derek, we got her. Yeah. And Sydney's like, what the fuck? What's happening? That like, there's just enough of that seed of doubt of like, yeah, because he's too fucking perfect, right? Yeah. And then in the end, it's like, nope, huge double bluff. He's been innocent the whole time. Mm-hmm. I finally realized on this rewatch, the point of that, I think I love you scene when he sings it to Sydney is because that is that moment of going like too far into innocence. You know what I mean? Where it's like, how could the dork who stands up in the lunchroom and embarrasses himself poorly singing I Think I Love You to Sydney, how could he actually be the killer? And then your brain's supposed to click and go, duh. Yeah. That's why they do it is because he is. And in the end, they flip the tables again. Mm-hmm. This is just that trope played exactly straight. Yep. Will is just too good and nice and oh, shucks. And yeah. you know what I mean? That uh, the whole time you're like, he is so the fucking killer. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> you mm-hmm. have to know. Like, I guess what I'm wondering, did you think that he was the killer and the fisherman was back? Or did you think that the fisherman was dead and he was taking over as the fisherman? I was like, I would say at least 90% sure that there were two people. Okay. Because that was like, like I'd said before about like, there's, there's certain moments that feel like red herrings for other people that you're like, but no, yeah. right? Like yeah, the entire, like, the, 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 the karaoke bar bit yeah. when it pops up on the screen, somehow, <laughs> somehow yeah. he changes the lyrics in survive. Mm-hmm. Changes the text, the color, yep. the content <laughs> yeah. to say, I still know what you did last summer. Uh, luckily, when nobody else is looking at the screen so that they can go, what are you talking about, yeah. Julie? He had them distracted. Yeah, well, right. But still, like, how in the hell does anybody do that? Even Will I mean, or the real fisherman. I like, mean, how, how would the, that? The, I'm going to go with the backstory. I can't believe I'm defending a part of this movie. <laughs> I'm going to go with the backstory that, like, the fisherman, like, used to work there knows the island still comes back to the island (laughs) knows the codes to get into the karaoke machine i I guess i guess yeah i honestly did not even think of putting together the fact that he used to work there because that is so just like plopped in towards the end that you're like wait what thanks Estes. yeah exposition machine (laughs) yeah (laughs) quick side note for a while thought that that was the guy from uh shining Oh, Scatman Crothers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. And no, I recognized him from Airbud. <laughs> I was about to say, he's the one who gets to, he gets the uh, the immortal line from Airbud about there not being a rule mm-hmm. that a dog can't play basketball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> being of that generation and like seeing him in this is always so funny to me. Like, hey. <laughs> or the fact that Mr. Noodle was the bad dude who owned Airbud before the kid. Uh-huh. That, that's that always, blew my yeah, mind right? when I found that out. It's like, no, he's uh. the evil clown? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah. Oh, so maybe it was Airbud. So more about Airbud. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, no. <clears throat> but yeah, the ridiculousness of the of the karaoke thing aside, I originally I thought that the the red herring there was supposed to be for Nancy, the bar girl. 
Mm. You know what I mean? Where it's like, mm, she's the one who points out the karaoke machine to them. And then as soon as they all start getting crazy, she's like, oh, and just bolts. Yeah. So it's like, are they really trying to set it up that there's another per? Like, in my head, obviously, I know right. <clears throat> that there's another person. But, like, I don't know what the movie was doing. <laughs> like, in a general sense and in this sense of, like, are they, tr- like, if people watching the movie, were they meant to assume that Ben Willis was dead and somebody was like continuing the fisherman thing or was the movie trying to insinuate that like, Oh yeah, there's going to be a twist where the fisherman and somebody else. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously they do the whole thing with Estes and it's like, Oh, he, what's he doing? The fucking crazy voodoo guy. Of course mm-hmm. it's the Bahamas and he's a black guy. It's gotta be voodoo. Yeah. They, they see it a little bit of like, there's might be, it might be more than just a fisherman mm. that's doing this to you guys. So maybe it's because they had all those hints that they were like, all right, then we really need to lean into like, Will is a dope. Yeah. Like Will is like a doofus nice guy and there's no way he's also the killer yeah to like try to hide it yeah <laughs> at least like, give a give a he's like, oblivious yeah, to, a little bit of head fake there yeah he's <laughs> he's oblivious to you know carla and ty which yeah when they're <laughs> quick side note Jeez, was not expecting mckay pfeiffer oh man <laughs> i will forever have a soft spot in my heart for mckay pfeiffer because i binged all of er and his story arc was so emotional at the end. Holy crap, dude. I love him forever. I have no issues. Pending any scandals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no issues with uh, with Makai. And like the only thing about it is that Ty is an awful character. Oh, absolutely. So like it, there's uh, that's that's the only thing against him. Because yeah. I know that Mackay he's great. couldn't save it. Exactly. As... Nobody could have fucking done it any better. No. Uh, it's, it's awful. He's yeah. such an asshole yep and i wrote towards the end because of course brandy survives because they're not going to kill brandy uh you can't so kill brandy <laughs> she's um, gotta be cinderella <laughs> i think that was before this you can't uh, kill brandy she was just cinderella yeah, you can't kill cinderella <laughs> but like so obviously if if brandy's gonna make it and obviously ray is gonna make it and obviously julia is gonna make it then like well Makai, yeah <laughs> there's sorry. no way ty's making it out of this but at the end of the movie uh brandy does not seem all that upset that her boyfriend was murdered in front of her. Yeah. And it's like thinking back on it, though, it's like, oh, he did suck, though. He, he did. was awful. Yeah. So I guess I guess there's that. Because mm-hmm. like for one, uh, how cruel he is to Julie. Yeah. Like after she freaks out, after she sees the dock hand guy in the closet. And then we get another example of the fisherman's <laughs> astounding ability to clean stuff up. Uh-huh. Where there's an entire bloody corpse in her closet that she then runs and gets help for. And when she comes back, it's gone and there's no blood. Yep. <laughs> there's nothing anywhere, ridiculously. Nope. Yep. Um, after that, they all, like, all sleep in the same bed together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then when they wake up, he is just like immediately like, so how about that shit that didn't happen, dumbass? Yeah. Like he's just immediately grilling her about it to the point where she's like, no, you know what? He's right. Yeah. I'm even thinking maybe I made it up. Yeah. It's like you are allowing him to gaslight you 
Like you are allowing him to make you gaslight yourself. Yeah, that's even worse. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Like it's <laughs> terrible, especially when it's like he's being a dick, and both Will and Carla are like, "Bro, calm down." Yeah. Like you have a team on your side. Yeah, he's and, the only one that yeah, thinks you're the, crazy. Yeah, I mean, the manager doesn't seem to like them, but he didn't seem to like any of them. Uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> of the four. Yeah, she's got a good <laughs> a good crew there, and uh, it's silly that she sides with him. Yeah. But then also there's just like him just being a dipshit, <laughs> like like deciding to go out to the jacuzzi to try to go fuck mm-hmm. and then getting upset that everybody keeps rolling up on them. And I'm like, you were in your hotel room. You could have been alone, but you decide to go to the public jacuzzi and then get fucking angry that everyone else is there. It was Brandy's idea to go to the jacuzzi. Right, still. <laughs> like, like, just know that there's a room there. Yeah. Like, be also, like, oh, I guess the jacuzzi isn't where we're going to fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, at this point, like, you have a nice weekend ahead of you. Like, enjoy being outside while you can. Yeah. Because you're going to be stuck inside fucking tomorrow. Like, <laughs> Yeah, because all the fucking on. rain. That's another huge part of the whole plot of this movie that is so silly to me. Like I The hurricane? Yeah, like I'm assuming I mean, I don't know. I truthfully have no idea about how the real world works in terms of like uh tropical resorts and storm season and whatnot. Uh-huh. But it seems like if there's a storm season and nobody's gonna be there, then nobody's gonna be there. Yeah. Like nobody. Like they are closed for storm season. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like there's a fucking person staying at the Shining Hotel <laughs> while Jack and his family are watching it. Like, well, it's the off season, so I got it cheap. Like, no, we're closed. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what you assume would happen is that it's like, oh, it's storm season. There's going to be hurricanes. Really fucking dangerous. Terrible time to vacation. We're going to close. Yeah. Instead, they're open for these four fucking people. That's probably why Brooks is so mad the whole time. Yeah. He's like, normally we fucking close and I can go home. Mm -hmm. But instead, we have to stay here because of you. Just you. Yeah. Assholes. (laughs) (laughs) But like that being the like prize of winning this contest for the radio station is like, Oh, what a bunch of dicks. Yeah. They're really cheaped out on it. They got you like the cheapest tickets possible mm-hmm. because it's the worst time to go here. Mm-hmm. And didn't anybody else think of that? I guess not. <laughs> but like it takes so long for anything to really happen to Julie and the, like the lead characters of the movie. Uh huh. Well, other than Ray. Well, that's what I'm talking about, though, <laughs> is that like at the hour mark of this movie, she is so unaffected. By the events that have occurred in this movie, she is comfortable enough to lay down in a tanning bed all by herself with headphones on. Yeah. An hour into this horror movie. That's... Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, an hour into Scream 2, Sydney is ready to murder anybody that comes around a corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she's ready to fuck them up. So, it's ridiculous that Julie, at that point, mm-hmm. is like, oh, no, yeah, I guess I could just tan. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Because all the murder is happening without her. Mm-hmm. She's not near it. Like, literally, in that sequence is when most of the bodies go get discovered. Yeah. And, like, the 30 minutes before it are all those bodies of, you know, are all the scenes of those bodies, of those people becoming those bodies yeah. <laughs> in the murders. <laughs> <laughs> um, but none of it has is anything to do with Julie. She yeah. sees none of it and is a part of none of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it affects hear, people she doesn't know. Here's none of it because she has <laughs> headphones in. Yeah. So it's so ridiculous that it's that far. But Ray does see uh-huh. murder happen. And he knows that the fisherman is back. Yeah. He 100% knows. Yes. And what I wanted to know is how the fuck did the fisherman 
do what he did. How did he know what the fuck was even going on with Ray? Because that's so silly to me. Like, he, at the top of the movie, he asks Julie to come to Southport. Mm-hmm. She's like, nah. He gets mad. Whatever. Then she calls him after they win the tickets to be like, hey, there's this trip to the Bahamas and blah de blah blah And somehow, even though he is planning to propose to her and a trip to the Bahamas literally just fell into his lap, yeah, he fumbles the bag. Yeah. He goes like, oh, no, and hangs it up. And his friend has to be like, what yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? No, not even that. He gets mad. That Julie's fine with going away with her college friends, but doesn't want to come down and spend time with me. Yeah, doesn't want to go to Murder Town. Uh, yeah, so super silly. And then, and then the fact a free trip to the Bahamas. (laughs) Yeah, it's the the fact that his friend even calls him out on the lie that he tells Julie about, like, oh, we just got this big thing. We're gonna be out all night fishing. Mm. There's no way I can go. And his friend's like, we literally haven't caught dick. Yeah. What are you talking about, dude? So, like, he doesn't even have a legitimate excuse to not go to the Bahamas other than being a big piss baby. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with him, but he fumbles Mm -hmm. that bag so hard that he then has to go drive down to where, I don't even know where he's driving to. The dock? I don't know. I guess. Well, like, no, the, it would have been the airport. Right? I don't know what the fuck, because I guess he's driving to wherever oh, she no. is. No, he would have been driving to campus, probably. Right, wherever the fuck she was going to college. Yeah. Because they don't explain it. I think on Wikipedia it says that she's in Boston, and it's like, okay, I sure, sure why not? It seems like a far fucking drive for him to have driven all the way from Southport up to Boston to be like, hey, do you want to go back home? And she go, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, you think you would do that? At, you think you'd call ahead of time to be like, do you want to come down? Because I'll come pick you up. Yeah. You don't just show up and be like, so we're going to go back, right? And be like, oh, no, you wasted all this time. Yeah. You better just you, drive back you along. You drove so far. <laughs> yeah, you drove so far for nothing. <laughs> we really need cell phones. Uh, <laughs> but like, okay, so so he's in Southport. He decides he's going to f- drive and meet Julie before they leave. So he's, I guess, driving up to Boston. And the fisherman knows to stop Ray from coming up there. Like, yeah. in, in the general sense, you kind of get it. Where it's like, okay, we have this plan. It's got to be Will. So we can't have Ray showing up. Yeah. The problem, <laughs> though, is that as far as Will knows, Ray's not coming. Yeah. He was on the phone with Julie. He said, no, nah, I'm not going. Hangs it up. Then he says he's about to call her back. And his friend is like, no, dude, don't even tell her. It'll be way better if it's a surprise. Yeah. Literally only Ray and Dave know that they're driving up there. How did the fisherman know to set a mannequin in the road to trap them and trick them and try to kill Ray? How did he even know that? I don't know. <laughs> what the? He was on the dock? I don't know. What in the shit is going on? There's no <laughs> fucking way for him to know that. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So, so Ray gets run off the road by his own truck after his friend gets murdered. And goes to a hospital. <laughs> yeah. And then in one of those like absolutely ridiculous slasher movie things where like the doctors are in the room talking to him, walk out of the room for 30 seconds. All of a sudden there are flat lines 
And they go back to the room and he's gone. Yeah. I knew that he ran away to go start his mission to go and try and save the day. But I was like, I honestly don't know what's a more ridiculous thought because the movie gives you no clue at that point. It then cuts away and mm-hmm. only later do we cut back to Ray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know what's more ridiculous that he escaped or that he was stolen. Yeah, you know? I, like, I was on the fence. Like, yeah. I don't I need another scene. <laughs> yeah, like it could be either one. Was it neither Ray's of them choice? is good. Was it the fisherman's choice? <laughs> I had to, Who I, knows? But then it's literally just a series of scenes of Ray doing stuff to try to get to the island. Mm-hmm. Like he knows the fisherman's real, so he knows that they are going to be hunted at the resort, so he knows he has to get there. Yep. Uh they say that he told the cops that a fisherman attacked him and his friend. Right. They said that they didn't find the friend. Right. Or and, another vehicle. Yeah, or any other vehicle or any other evidence of anything. Yeah. Which is like terrible cops cuz there's probably should be. Uh, considering the fisherman got into Ray's car and drove it. I mean, uh, but and, the, and, and the, sprayed blood all over the fucking car when he killed his friend and all that. This is true. Like, but also, <laughs> he's really good at cleaning things up. Yes, he clearly knows how to detail cars. Yeah, he's he <laughs> has stock in Clorox. <laughs> um, but so they just think that he like fell asleep at the wheel and ran into the fucking thing and like jettisoned himself from the car and that's mm-hmm. why he was so far away. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it could, plausible. but like, but like, does that mean then that the fisherman like? busted out the windshield or window or whatever probably. like to make sure that it looked like someone got ejected from the car i mean uh, he probably like threw dave through it yeah. <laughs> um but so like he's not like in trouble no he's like the just police injured. want to talk to him to confirm story and whatnot yeah i guess so and you, you like you'd think that they probably already would have drawn some blood to make sure that he wasn't drinking right um so like at this point I'm assuming he's not like wanted. It's not like this guy did some crimes. It's more no. like this guy was in an accident and he's in the hospital now because he's hurt. Yeah. And then he just fucking escapes from the hospital. Right. And goes on this whole thing. So it's like he's not necessarily on the run. Yeah. I mean, but- leaving the hospital against doctor's orders is like a thing you can do. Yeah, without like, any legal repercussions. <laughs> yeah, they're they're like, well, that was dumb, but like, like nothing we, you could really do about we it. We tried. Yeah, I mean, they might not be able to bill him for the sling. I don't know. <laughs> um, the sling, which is so hilariously, I loved that moment at the end when he just like gets on the boat and just and just decides that his arm isn't broken anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> and it was like, what? was this not all in one night? I feel like every single Ray moment happens at night, but. On the island, they spend a night and then a day and then a night. Well, yeah. And, and then, then Ray the, shows up. Yeah, the night comes and Ray's there because it's his time to shine. Right. But it's like, wait a minute. Because <laughs> like, it's the nighttime. Yeah. Like, clearly, <laughs> I guess it makes sense that the boat doesn't get. I mean, fuck, I have no clue. I mean, um, here's here's another question. Where is the boat guy that takes them to the island? They fly to the Bahamas, mm-hmm. and on the plane, Will is going to puke, and, and Carla and Ty are like, some people just can't fly. Yeah. And then they're on the boat, and fucking Ty is barfing off the side, and, mm-hmm. and Will's all like, some people just can't sail. And it's like, you all are assholes. Yeah, fuck all of you. Uh, yeah, but like, they, the, the guy tells them about like the seasickness, and like, oh, this boat's the only way on or off this island. Mm-hmm. Tower Island, Tower Bay, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. So like that guy, eventually, Ray gets to that guy yeah. and is like, where's your fucking boat? And it's like, how the fuck, where is that guy and his boat? How did Ray get there? Like, did Ray fly on a plane with his gun? <laughs> I, <laughs> like, 3-9-11. Like, it, I, it just seems so fucking, like, did he fly on a plane? 
they don't they don't they cover don't... it at all. It's like he goes from the hospital to a pawn shop, pawns his his ring for a gun. Mm-hmm. Then we don't see him for a while. Yeah. Then he shows up at the boat place he and must aims have a gu- on a plane. And I guess they show none of it. Yeah. And he just aims the gun at the boat guy and then steals his boat and yeah. then drives that boat to the island and yeah. then saves the that, That's when the felonies start. <laughs> yeah, that's when well, it really starts I mean, kicking in. I guess the, the, pawning, pawning a ring for another item is not illegal. But, but he, rushing but he didn't the process. Do, I was going to say he did not do the waiting period, so it's probably like... Illegally what, obtained. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So they're both in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I wrote down, I was like, oh, good thing that... Uh, Pawn shop owners are unscrupulous, yeah. <laughs> as usual. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's probably certainly a crime, how he obtains that gun. Mm-hmm. Having that gun, uh, he might not have the right qualifications. And yeah, and then he uses that gun yeah. to steal a guy's boat because he does not like take that guy with him. He's not like, no. you and me are going. He's like, where's your boat? Yeah. And he's going to steal his boat and drive it to the fucking Bahamas in a storm. Yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, not illegal to sail in a storm. That's your own death wish, but definitely illegal to steal a boat at gunpoint. Yeah, 100%. But of course, he has to come save Julie because he knows that nobody else will. <clears throat> he doesn't believe in her to save herself. Uh, <laughs> that would have been a better ending. Yeah. If Julie actually fucking saved herself. Yeah. Uh, instead of being held by though. Ray again, like the first movie, where I she mean, eventually just starts running around that boat, screaming and finding corpses, and then Ray comes in and fights the fisherman. The only way he helped was by showing up with a gun. <laughs> he, he brought a gun into the mix and accidentally saved the day. Oh, and he also made him kill his son. Oh, that was that was pretty cool. <laughs> that was Yeah, that's one of the other only really cool things about it. Um, but like the, the, the murder mystery shit that starts happening on the island is so absurd. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't understand, like, other than I guess just like clearing the place out so that they have it to themselves. Yeah. It was just like, once he starts murdering everybody on the island, you're just like, why? Yeah. What did Derek do? What did Titus do? Yeah. (laughs) What did Jack Black and Dreadlocks do? Right. Why? Absolutely ridiculous. He that, would have been perfectly content just sitting there smoking his bong. He never would have known no. <laughs> that any of the rest of this shit was happening. No, he, he would have, have thought been everyone, in his room. Yeah, everyone was just in their rooms <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because it's storming and who gives a shit? Like, yeah. he 100% never would have found out, so there's really no reason to murder him. No. <laughs> like, I guess I understand murdering the manager so that you can destroy the radio. Like, if he's yeah. in the office, then you kind of got to do it if, if he's yeah. there or something. But yeah. like, you don't the, want him telling anyone else. Yeah, but like, like the maid, the dock hand, what are right. we what are we doing here? Like, did you are these all the same people who worked here back when Ben Willis allegedly worked here? Or is it only Estes that knew him? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, does he know any of these people? Is yeah. there a reason for the murdering of them? Because, like, that's why, that's what it feels like they give that backstory for. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Ben Willis, he used to live here, and he brought you raised a family and all that junk that you're like, oh, oh, so he, like, hates this place or something? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and, then, and But it, the story of his backstory is like, yeah, and then his wife was found murdered in a ton of pieces. Some people said she cheated on him. Some people said he beat her. Nobody knows. Anyway... Yeah. And that's the whole thing. It's like, okay, so his wife was like murdered and then he left. Yeah. And then apparently the events of the other movie happened. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of forgot about all this. Didn't really give a shit about this. And then when the opportunity came to make a plan to murder Julie, he was like, oh, the resort. Yeah. I'll use the resort. I know just the place. <laughs> yeah. Like who thought of it? Because like it, it complicates things so much when they're like, yeah, he was here. He raised a family, a wife, two kids, a girl and a boy. 
So you're like, okay, so the girl is the girl who died in the first movie. Yeah. That made him kill David Egan. So, okay, where was this brother? Like, was he around? Because, like, it doesn't seem like there's anybody else in his life in that first movie. It's uh, like the girl dies, and then he just becomes a fisherman who wants to murder people. And he it's not like there's, like, a home life that they show him have. Or, like, Ben Willis? He's just that normal guy down the road with his boy. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. They lived in your town, and you don't recognize Will? Yeah. <laughs> he's lived with you? Like, he's been around? Because, like, before the murder... He would have no reason to hide his identity. Right. So if Will was living, which I also don't believe his first name is actually Will, because who would name their kid William Willis? <laughs> well, kind of it's asshole. Will Benson. But it's not. I know. Since it's Ben Willis, his last name would be Willis. His first name is Will. Yeah. You name your kid Will Willis? You're a dick. Yeah. So before the sister dies and he kills David Egan and the teenagers run him over with a car, there's no reason for Will to, to hide the fact that he exists from anybody. Yeah. Because there's nothing to hide from. There's nothing that has occurred. Yeah. They still believe that this gambit is going to work. And it does, of course, because everyone's an idiot. Mm-hmm. The reveal of how they got the answer wrong mm -hmm. <laughs> is so dumb. Like, if if somebody had made, if they just needed one line from Brandy for her to just be like, God, if only we hadn't won that fucking contest. You know, and then have Julie, like, see the globe and be like, maybe. You know, and to, yeah. to, to give it that there's, like, some sort of seed of, like, did we? To yeah. make her check it. Yeah. Because the way it happens in the movie is just they like walk into the lobby and she like looks over and the globe is spinning and she's like, let's go see if the, let's go see what the capital of Brazil is. Like, why did that pop in your mind? Yeah. Like, there's nothing that's happening that makes it pop up in your mind. The only thing you think is that maybe she did think that, you know, that mm -hmm. like, why are we here? But it's like, there's no actual context to that. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to go over to this globe. Yeah. Globe and I'm spinning. Gonna point at it. Gonna go look. <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna see that the capital of Brazil is Brasilia, yeah. not Rio. Yeah. And then Estes pops out of the darkness <laughs> like a monster man mm -hmm. to say like Brasilia, not Rio. And you remember? Oh yeah, the second they got here, they bragged about winning a radio contest to Estes. Mm -hmm. And Brandy specifically said, Rio, baby, after they said, like, oh, we had to answer the question of what's the capital of Brazil. And Estes just goes like, hmm. He knows. Yeah. He, he says he says he knew the whole time. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, yeah, as soon as you said that, I realized something was up. And it's like, then why the fuck didn't you bring it up to anybody? Yeah, right? You are worthless. He's like, mm -hmm. well, what I did do was steal a bunch of your shit to do some voodoo stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you could have just told us something was up. Yeah. We would have left. Yeah. <laughs> we would have gone home. But notice how he only did voodoo shit with, like, the girls' things, and they're the only ones that survived. Uh, they did do Mackay Pfeiffer because he pulls that chain. Was that his or was he just Because he's looking? putting it on. Oh, okay. The as soon as they leave, he's throwing it on his okay. neck. So it was well, definitely his. They didn't show Will. They, they didn't, didn't show anything no. from Will, which is right. like, well, yeah. Yeah. I wonder I, I why. I caught that, too. <laughs> uh, I was 50-50 on whether or not that was... Intentional. Well, it, no, if that was Mackay Pfeiffer's necklace. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. But yeah, the ridiculousness of of them getting the answer so wrong. Mm -hmm. um, to be fair, not so wrong. It was just thirty eight years outdated. What Rio was the capital at one point until nineteen sixty. Oh, that's funny. I definitely didn't know that. <laughs> I, I I looked it up. Okay. Um. Maybe that was the screenwriter's intent then. 
that like it's old knowledge yeah. that it's Rio. But I mean, they do look at coffee yeah. and just go like, it must be Rio then. <laughs> like, yeah. So it's like, no, they're just dummies who are like, what's a city in Brazil? Yeah. Let's just guess, I guess. but like the reveal that okay this whole thing has been a ploy Mm. to get you here wow what a what an endeavor that these killers like went through yeah to get this whole thing set up just to like what just to use that grave as a prop apparently just to spray paint julie's name on a fucking tombstone and be like that's where you're gonna get buried like you couldn't just do that to somebody else like what do you give a shit yeah if you're like (laughs) you know uh uh, uh, vandalizing some rando's headstone who really fucking cares you're a murderer yeah you've already murdered plenty of people you murder so much uh murdered murdered (laughs) but like it's it's just like the silliest convoluted killer plan Mm -hmm. only like pushed even further by the reveal of will as the killer mm-hmm. like that sequence was so silly it gets so like oh there's so much blood on you but i can't find a wound oh it's because it's not my blood julie like he gets like three separate guess what i'm the murderer lines they use all of them mm-hmm. you know what i mean he does the oh that's because it's not my blood and then he does the like, what's your favorite radio station? Get it? It was me. Yeah. <clears throat> and then also when she's like, but why are you doing this? And he finally does the like, you really don't get it, do you? Ben's son? Like, wow. You even hid it in your name, in yeah. your fake alias name that you used to get into Julie's life. Mm-hmm. You left her a clue. <laughs> yeah. Will Ben's son. Will Ben's son. Yeah. Like, not, not Ben Willis. Like, is his first name Will? Or did he just take that from Willis? I mean, yeah, exactly. I have no idea. But it's just ridiculous that that's even a part of it. Um, and then they'll like, hi, Dad, immediately. And he pops up behind her. I genuinely, like, snort laughed. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a few lines in there that, like, some of them are good and funny. And some of them are so, so silly and ridiculous from him. Uh, that bit when... He- <laughs> She like bites him or something, and he just says, "What'd you do that for? You're a bitch!" <laughs> and then punches her in the gut. This is like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? What'd you do that for? You're holding her hostage. <laughs> You're gonna murder her. What do you think? <laughs> like, it's the dumbest, like, most misogynist piece of shit I've ever heard. Like, you're a bitch. Like, uh-huh. she's trying to be alive. Yeah. Like, wh- <laughs> you're really gonna be like, God, what a bitch just let me kill you just let me murder her god so lame um but then her or she gets uh double teamed by (laughs) by will and his dad Mm. uh they're gonna try to murder her but ray shows up with the gun that apparently is has an empty chamber because he pulls the trigger and it doesn't work and then later it, it it shoots eight bullets out of it yeah so it either has nine chambers and one of them was empty or it's a terrible movie. Or he didn't cock it. I don't think that's how those ones work. <laughs> I think if you pull the trigger, the hammer just goes. I don't think you have to cock it. You can if you want. <laughs> oh. I think is how that kind of revolver works. I, I don't actually know that much about it. I guns. thought you had to pull it back. Although she just so. rapid fires. Yeah, she's then, just so. pulling and blasting. Yeah. But yeah, and then there's just, I, I liked the Ray versus Will fight just because it was like, okay, these are like similarly sized dudes. Mm. 
and it's not like a murderer with a hook for a hand. Yeah. So like <laughs> it's they, just dude versus dude. Yeah, like they can actually fight. Yeah. And it's not like if one of them gets the upper hand. Like like if Ben Willis ever got the upper hand <laughs> the way that Will did with that awesome like running clothesline, mm-hmm. then Ray would be dead because it would be immediate like hook to the head. Yeah. But since he doesn't have a hook, he just clotheslines him and they keep fighting. <laughs> uh and then that, yeah, culminates in that kind of again, one of the only great little moments <laughs> when <laughs> Ben Willis, he's dude, that dude, Muse Watson, the guy who plays him is wonderfully hammy. I, I have no problem. It's just <laughs> the fact that once he like pulls off his hat and reveals himself, every line he says is, is said like this. <laughs> it's so kind of silly. Like when he, when they finally beat up Ray a bunch, he's just like, stand him up. <laughs> you know, like he can't just talk to his son, like his son. But yeah, the, the whole holding Ray up and then Ray punches Will in the face so that he drops him and fucking Ben Willis just hooks his son in the chest. <laughs> I wrote down right there, I wrote, stand him up. Whoopsie, killed your son. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's such a wonderful little little bit. Like, it's uh, a fun moment because, like, it's not often that, like, a team of killers kills each other. Yeah. You know, normally it's like, oh, you now now the villain, now the heroes are gonna have to kill both of them. Mm-hmm. But in this case, it's it's a serious whoopsie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and they only have to take out the old man, uh, which doesn't even take that long. It is immediate. He's yeah. like, he kills his son, and he's like, oh no, anyway. And then Julie shoots him eight times. <laughs> yep, and he falls backwards into the open grave because, yeah. of course, you need that shot. Of course, it's one of those endings that is just like, okay, so the first movie ended, and his hand came off in in the fight Mm -hmm. but they didn't find the body so like okay i buy that he's still alive yeah you know like it's not that ridiculous of a thing so like okay sure he's back and then he has a hook for a hand yeah he's not a supernatural monster man he's not a ghost no it's not somebody posing as him it is actually him because it's relatively reasonable that he's alive yeah then getting pumped full of bullets and dropped into a hole in the ground you're like, oh, so the series is over. Okay, and his son's dead, so, like, <laughs> you yeah. know, there's nobody to carry his on the tradition. family yeah. is Entire dead. family, the whole Willis clan <laughs> wiped out <laughs> in the last couple of years. Julie did some of it. They're all uh, right here on the island. <laughs> apparently. That's weird, too. Is that, like, okay, Why so Why is the his, daughter there? Yeah, his daughter died in North Carolina, and he fucking had the body shipped to the Bahamas? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, I guess that was where he loved to be? I was in the Bahamas? Like... To be with the mom, I guess? That's what's fucked up. Is that like, okay, so if he was the murderer, like if he murdered his wife. Why does he want to have happy memories and have his daughter be with? Why would he want the daughter that he's trying to avenge buried next to the wife he murdered? Because he's a (laughs) madman. That's like the terrible excuse that I'm sure the movie (laughs) would give you. Like if you asked, if you could ask it, it would be like, because he's crazy. Why are you even asking? (laughs) <laughs> but it's so it's just so many fucking questions. You're like, wait a minute. So like Ben Willis didn't live in Southport his whole life. Like you kind of assumed he probably did because it's yeah. one of those sorts of towns like yeah. or or did, was he raised there and then he moved to the Bahamas and then started his family. And then after his wife got murdered somehow, <laughs> he was like, I guess we're moving back home. Like I, I, maybe no idea. Like it's not like it was like a, a, a you know, somebody from the Bahamas that he fell in love with because like Will is white as fucking bread. Yeah. You know, so it's like he is probably like very a, clearly another employee. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It's just it's so silly to me that like it it gives this whole backstory about like the Bahamas were really important to old Ben. Like they fucking were. What? 
Weird. Why was he in North Carolina then? Yeah, what did he Between do? Between the two, I opt for the Bahamas. <laughs> and like, what did they do? What did he do on this island? Yeah. Like, what was his role? Was Did Derek take his job? Did Titus take his job? Whose job did he have before this? I, I, don't, I would <laughs> assume just a Derek. Janitor? I, I guess so. I don't know. Um, man, I mean, <laughs> there's so much to talk about in this fucking terrible movie. I know you said you had like 90 notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have many as well that I know that we're just not even going to get to. But I, I guess before we end, we just have to talk a little bit more about Jack Black. Just because of how ridiculous it is that he's in this. It's I not believe... fair to Jack Black for him to be in this movie. It's it. I believe '98 is the same year as High Fidelity, which was like his big supporting role of like, look at this guy kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So like, okay, it's not like a, a star slumming it. Mm-hmm. It's really more just like a working actor yeah. taking a part. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like the fact that they cast him as this guy, like you, like watching it now, you see how he plays the death scene and you're like, mm, that's exactly how I would expect Jack Black to do it. Yeah. But the fact that they were like, yeah, we're just making a normal horror movie and we're going to accept this Jack Black level of horror movie acting. Uh-huh. It's, it, it, it almost seemed like they knew that like, this is more important that he do it his way. Then we try to force him to do it another way. Because the whole bit about like, uh, oh, what does he say? It's the seriously don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) As he's going for the like hedge clippers or whatever. is so Jack Black (laughs) and so silly that like, I love it. Yeah. But it's not, it does not like bode well for the tone of the movie. (laughs) No, not at all. Great for Jack Black in his his that little moment of that, being. I would put that little clip in a like career retrospective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when he's in the pool talking about buying weed or I mean any of his moments in this. I was honestly, I had forgotten how much he was in it. I was like, he has like what, the scene when they get there and then he gets murdered, right? And he's in maybe like four. Like yeah. Four scenes. It's wild. There's a lot of them. Because he shows up and he like scares Derek trying yeah. to get yeah, him to yeah, take yeah. him to the mainland. <laughs> Uh, and then he spooks them when they're in the jacuzzi. Yeah. He just pops up. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gets murdered. And so, then, yeah, there's like four scenes with him. Yeah. Surprisingly. Um, <clears throat> also, real quick, <laughs> to talk about Ty and how much he sucked. Every time they, like, when the mystery starts and they're, like, going places to try to find shit out, the whole thing is just him storming towards somebody's dwelling, shouting their name. Yeah. He's just like, yo, Titus, yo, where are you? And then they go and they look and he's dead. And they're like, oh, no. And then they're like, we got to get that radio and get the fuck out of here. And they're like, yo, Brooks, where you at? And they go in and he's fucking dead. And then they're like, Estes is clearly the murderer. And he's like, let's go get him. And he's like, yo, Estes, where you at? (laughs) It's like, why do you keep giving the people time? Like, especially Estes, who you think is the murderer. Why are you announcing yourself as you come at him? Um, And the one final little thing here. Because so much of this is uh, practical. You know, like it's the mm. 90s, slasher movies, you know, Scream. I don't think any of those first three movies ever did any stabby CGI stuff. I'm pretty sure all of that was on the level of mm. like practical effects. Yeah. Because I think one, I think in four, they started doing CGI blades where it's like there's no blade in the knife on set and they add it into later. So, like, everything else, though, is very, very practical. Yeah. The 90s, a very practical time for stuff like this. The one thing, and I wondered if you noticed it, I was like, is this some early shitty CGI blood when Ty gets the hook through his throat in his death scene? 
because it looks like when he's getting like dragged up into the air and he's like, oh, God, God, that there's this like really terrible like spray paint effect to like make (laughs) it look like blood's coming out of his neck. And it is not real. I'm 100 percent certain. And I was like, I don't I don't think I ever noticed that they did that. And I can't help but wonder if like if uh, Mackay Pfeiffer was just like, I don't want to be fucking covered in that shit. Yeah. This is gross as shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't fucking cover me in fake blood. Like, oh, <laughs> okay, fine. We'll do it in post. <laughs> so funny that then after this, he goes to, to be on ER where he is covered with <laughs> fake covered blood. Covered in fake blood all the time. Frequently, yes. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I God, I, I'm sure I could talk so much more. Uh, but I guess uh, leave it on <laughs> the the final note that I wrote, which is, what an absolute bullshit ending. The fact that they murder Ben Willis and he falls into a grave and he's dead. Mm-hmm. And then the final scare of the movie is like, actually, he's under her bed. Like, what? How? Fucking really movie? And then just like dragging her under the bed and cutting to black of like the worst kind of sequel hook bullshit. Mm-hmm. And especially when like nobody wanted to come back for any more. So like they did make a sequel eventually that had nothing to do with anything. Of course. And it just had the name and whatnot. And it's just like, yeah, because look at how you ended it. Yeah. It's so over. You don't even give yourself any wiggle room. Yeah. It's like clearly he's dead and I guess she's still having hallucinations because there's no way he's really in her house. Yeah. The, what are you doing, movie? The only way he's alive is if he somehow magically knew to have a bulletproof vest on. <laughs> yeah. And just laid pretend dead. Yeah. Until he got covered in mud. Yeah. As the mud and rain <laughs> is just falling on Yeah. Him. He's like, I really hope they walk away before this water and mud covers my nose. Yeah. (laughs) Because then I'm going to have to move. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's, oh, it's terrible. (laughs) Uh, But what a hysterical way to uh, to end the month. Uh, Very much a summer movie. Very much. It says it right there in the title. There's no way around that. Uh, (laughs) But uh, this is Jeff. And Kelly. You're no killer. That's my job. (laughs) 